Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Jill Stanton. She is the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, where she helps unsatisfied employees quit their jobs and start online businesses. Coined by Forbes as a destination for up and coming online entrepreneurs, Screw the 9 to 5 has inspired tens of thousands of new entrepreneurs to quit their jobs, build thriving businesses, and live lives of meaning and purpose. Yeah. And on this episode, we are having such a fun conversation. We're chatting with Jill, what it means to hire for growth instead of just like having people fill spots and take tasks off your plate that you just don't want to do anymore, but how to achieve both of those things while also having the people on your team actually making you money. And Jill breaks down everything from when they scrapped literally their entire team and all of their product lineup, how they rebuilt how they're hiring for growth now, and the steps that you can take in order to do the same thing in your business. I think this is a really good one, no matter how big or small your business is, no matter how long you've been in business, to start thinking about from day one so you can be set up for super success in the future. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. I'm super excited to bring back Jill. You were on like a year ago? I think we did it this year at some point, but... A while ago. I don't know what I don't know what time is anymore. What day is it? Um, we'll, we'll make sure that Jill's other episode with us is linked for you guys in the show notes because it was a good one too. But as you guys know, we are in the spirit of talking more about profit over sexy high-end numbers and launches and like money goals in your business. We have finally turned the focus of what we are literally setting goals for in our own business and talking about publicly more about the profit side of things, because at the end of the day, more profit means more money in our pockets and our business. (laughs) Yeah. And so we are chatting with our friends and people that you guys know and love all about different strategies that focus on 
profit at the forefront. And I love, love, love having someone on who has been in business longer than us, longer than a lot of people that we know in this kind of online industry, just because like it is a little Mm -hmm. hard knock life out here and it's really easy to give up and it's really easy to like pivot so much where you're like not even in this space anymore. So I totally respect that you guys have been around for a minute. And so I take what you guys have learned, the lessons, your mistakes, everything very seriously, because I think it's so helpful. So what we're going to talk about today is about hiring for growth. And really, like, instead of making the band-aid fixes, which we have Me done too, so many oh. times um, by hiring, <laughs> yeah, by hiring for non-essential things that feel really essential in the moment, and instead having a completely different reframe around what you're doing. So we're going to talk about all of that today. But can you tell me a little bit about like, how long have you been in business? And let's first talk about like your thoughts on profit and the whole like, seven figure business sexiness and kind of what comes with yeah, that. One, in mindset I wise. love profit and I love money and I always want to make more of it. <laughs> so let's start yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Same Z. Um, I think for a long time though, so Josh and I started our first business together in 2012, which was not screw the nine to five. We had a another business that was a pure affiliate. It's kind of a full circle moment because now our revenue model is affiliate marketing, but inside screw the nine to five. But before that, we had a network of affiliate sites. So we had over 30 different websites that were all generating commissions through affiliate marketing. So through organic SEO and really topic specific posts that would bring people in with who had an intent to purchase. So these were skincare sites, beauty sites, personal hygiene, supplements, health, wellness, high heels, which sounds so random, but there's a lot of search traffic for high heels online. And then from there started with screw the nine to five. So We have certainly learned a lot of lessons. And I think one of the biggest things we never did up until last year, really the start of this year, we recreated our values, our company values at the end of last year, but we never prioritized profit Mm -hmm. ever. It was never one of our values. I almost felt like that was a bad thing to make a value, right? Because you're like, oh, that shouldn't be a company value because, you know, service first. Cool. (laughs) I'm all for serving 100%. But I'm also for making a lot of money and setting myself up and my family up and my husband and our life and the people I care about. Like one of my biggest personal values is generosity and how am I going to be generous in a monetary sense if I ain't making profit. So we had to really flip the switch on that in our own business and make our first company or sorry, it's our second company value. Our first one is alignment. Our second one was profit. And from there, we really started to turn the tables on what we were doing. Because like you had said, Emily, before that, we were hiring for non-essential stuff. Like we were very much hiring for maintenance and not growth. And I feel like that is a really exciting change we've made in our business. I know we'll kind of get into that, but we've made all the mistakes really. So I'm here to talk about all of them. And I really think that hiring a team can be one of the most challenging things an entrepreneur could do. And so the thing I'm going to be sharing today is actually we're in the middle of testing this. So I kind of wanted to share this in the moment of it. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. Guys, it could blow up in my face, but I think it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Our gut reaction is it's going to be awesome. And hopefully it doesn't blow up in my face. (laughs) 
Well, Jill, I think we have a similar kind of situation where when we started hiring, we hired people based not necessarily on, I mean, we definitely felt like we needed them. Mm-hmm. We're hiring. It was shit we didn't yeah, want to do. And you hire in the weeds. Yeah, we're hiring in the weeds for mm-hmm. like the minutiae, yeah. like customer service, answering our inbox, handling this, that, or the other. But one of the things that we've struggled with, and I, I definitely have called it out on a recent episode, was like, if I could go back and hire again, I wish I had hired people that were going to add to revenue in mm-hmm. some way and ultimately profit. Because mm-hmm. at this point, Emily and I, and I guess now one other person in our company, have been responsible for bringing in income. And up until this other person shifted into a role that brought in income, she wasn't bringing in income either. Mm-mm. But like, that's an important thing for our future growth because Emily and I can only go so far. Yeah. So talk to us about like having that realization that maybe things needed to shift a little bit and you wanted to do things differently. Yeah. Well, I just remember Josh and I were trying so hard to incentivize our team pre-2019 to be in a sales role or do this, or you should totally do this. But really, Mm -hmm. we had to take responsibility for the fact that we had hired those people. We did not set those expectations as the leaders or for them and their roles. There was no accountability on our end to check in with them. There was no ownership around metrics or anything. It was our shitty leadership skills Mm -hmm. (laughs) that gave us a team that only focused on maintenance and left us Mm -hmm. feeling frustrated. And I feel like we just didn't have the self-awareness at the time or really the Mm -hmm. courage to admit that it was our fault because Mm -hmm. you we're all the leaders of the company, right? Like it is on us to be responsible for that until we start identifying these roles that other people can plug into to help accelerate the growth and lead to more profit. But Mm -hmm. honest to God, this literally this hiring for growth roles and hiring for profit share, which I'll dive into, is only a few months old for us right now. Like it's mm-hmm. very yeah. new to us, but I am loving it so far because You're the difference it. in how those people show up is yeah. monumental. Like I remember our old team would say stuff like, yeah, I'm just really busy today. And we'd be like, but what are you, what are you busy with? Like uh, you're a community manager. What are you busy with? Like, yes, peopling for sure. And I get it because peopling. that was a role I wanted to hire to get off my plate because I was so peopled out at that point. I was just mm-hmm. like, just do it. But there was no incentive for how to grow the community with new mm-hmm. members and so it took me a long time to admit, like, that was my bad. I, that was a poor I feel like I'm mood. looking in a mirror right <laughs> now. But we don't, guys, like, this is one thing I've had to give myself a lot of grace around this. And Josh, like, both of us have had to be really kind with ourselves because were you taught how to hire people? Like, I certainly no. wasn't. I didn't know how to manage. I don't know how to lead. Like, I'm learning how to walk right now. I'm like my mm-hmm. toddler's yeah. son. and I just feel like the more you do it and the more bad Mm -hmm. choices you make (laughs) the closer you get to making really good choices (laughs) so did you like decide to change the description for like people that you still have now and just shifted their role or did you are you like bringing on all new people Okay. So last year when I think we had talked about this on our last episode, but at the end of 2018, Josh and I kind of hit the reset button on our entire business and we closed down 
every single piece of it that was no longer serving us. And that meant scrapping our entire team, except for our podcast editor. (laughs) 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 But other than that, we rebuilt. Mm, because we needed yeah. to one we scrapped every single offer so we didn't need the team anymore right um and we just rebuilt consciously this time around like who do we actually need yeah. right now to help us so that we can make more money that yeah. started with us initially so the first person we had obviously was our podcast editor and then we brought on customer support because we we're still getting emails and we we're still having support tickets and I don't want to sit in that no. inbox like no F and way. I think that's no. the lowest leverage place for a founder to sit. And so that was the next one we hired. And just like simple procedures. Now I don't think in that way. Like Josh is the CEO. He runs the ops of our business. I don't think in procedures. Mm-hmm. So when he was like, we have to start giving Chris all his systems and procedures, I was like Meh. Like, can't he just go do it? So it's been a real trial by fire process for me to learn how to create systems and actually give people repeatable processes that they could execute on. But then once we had those two key people who were clutch for us in the beginning, then we brought on our current number two, Christina. Mm -hmm. And she started, and we're big believers. James Webmore calls it the mailroom strategy, but it's essentially if you've ever worked in hospitality, I come from like a bartending and serving background. And the best restaurateurs that I've ever worked with, they worked in every area of the restaurant. They were host, they were server, they were bartender, they were prep cook, they were line cook, they were cooks, they were busboys. They knew the whole operations of the restaurant Mm -hmm. so that when they sat in that management position, they were ballers. So that's what we started doing with Christina. She came in, it's like mailroom strategy. She started at the bottom, just doing little things with us, taking over key pieces of our business that again, were low leverage that could be handed off to someone else. And now she's starting to get into a bigger role as she's come on full time. She just quit her job as an engineer to come in full time with our business. And so now we're starting to layer in growth roles for her that she can learn and create the role for And then help us find someone who can sit in that role and then she manages them. So even with her, even though she's not in a specific growth role because she's kind of like our number two, our like right-hand chick, we incentivize her with 3% of the company's profits for the entire year. So... I mean, I don't know if Josh would want me to tell that, but we're telling it. So that's how we incentivize her. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot. lot. I mean, or it can be a lot. To be a lot. The goal is for it to be a lot. Like, I want her to have her whole damn mind blown to be like, what the fuck? I just made my whole salary in a bonus. (sighs) You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping for it to be. So then once that went really well for us and we noticed, oh, damn, she shows up with a lot of ownership right now. Then we're like, ooh, who else could we do this with? And so then our messenger bot guy came into the mix. And when we first hired him was for our business by design promo. And he was just a referral that we were put in touch with and we had never worked with him and he wanted a performance bonus. And we said, you know what? Let's just start as we'll pay your retainer. Because first off, like (laughs) buy me a drink and tell me I'm pretty first, right? Like I'm not going to give you profit share. We just met. But then he smashed it. So then the next promotion we did together, we gave him a cut of that promotion's profit he showed up with the most, uh, like he created essentially like a video game inside people's Facebook messenger. It was so engaging. People loved it. Our conversions were through the roof. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, cool, how could we do that again? But in an evergreen capacity. So we've brought him on 
in to create our funnel with us. And it is all done through Messenger. It's done through a free evergreen challenge, which then once they're through the challenge breaks off into yep. different arms mm-hmm. that all go into different affiliate offers. Yep. And he is incentivized as a 33% partner because 33, nice. Josh is 33, he's 33. So we're all equal. And the way he shows up is crazy. Like he's so committed. I love that. It's so funny hearing this from you because we have tried to do these exact same things mm. with members on our team who already exist who don't know how to do those things. Mm. So like we literally tried to have someone on our team like create a really cool automation in bot for one of our last like campaigns earlier this year. And it, guess what? Still not made. It, 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 yeah. No matter how many times I made it a priority at meetings, it hasn't been thought of since. So it's just really funny and hard to hear (laughs) knowing what like we really need to be doing. Well, and we then took that. I mean, that's, we're in the process of this now. And this is where I'm saying, like, I just want to preface this by saying we are in the middle of testing this now. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to be the best thing we ever did Mm -hmm. or the worst thing we ever did, but so far it feels like the best thing we ever did. So then Mm -hmm. once we had that vibe with our messenger bot guy going, then we're like, what? other areas of our business have this kind of potential. And Mm -hmm. one thing that we have been wanting to prioritize, but just don't have the time or the bandwidth or really the desire is we wanted to create a whole product review arm of our business because our main revenue source is affiliate marketing. And we know that there is a metric F ton Mm -hmm. of search traffic for different tools, courses, softwares, damn near anything online Mm -hmm. that we can use to target with organic search traffic. So completely free traffic that has a high intent of purchasing that particular thing that they're coming to the site for, or they're coming to that review for. And the minute we put that out there, we were on a walk and we're like, we should try and find a content creator to come on and create reviews for us. And we could incentivize them with a profit share and blah, blah, blah. Legit. Four days later, one of our old members from our membership site, she's a blogger, but she got disenchanted with her site and she just wants to mix things up a bit, reached out and asked us if we are looking or know anyone who's looking for a content creator. And I just like snatched her up. And we just said, like, here's our intention. Here's where we think Mm -hmm. this could go. We truly believe it's a million dollar revenue arm of our business because there's so much search traffic and there's so many products. And so she is now incentivized with a 25% profit share up to $20,000. And then after $20,000, she goes up to 30% (sighs) profit share. And so now it sounds crazy because that's a big chunk, right? But here's the thing. We it's wouldn't have it 100%. if she wasn't. The money is only coming in because she's doing it. Right. Exactly. So it's free Absolutely. money. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like 70% mm-hmm. free profit mm-hmm. to us, essentially. Mm-hmm. And she builds our audience, she builds our traffic. That traffic will certainly like we'll catch them into our free challenge or they'll go into our podcast. Like once we have them on our site, we know how to continue yeah. them moving through our world. But it's just that first instance of rocking their world with a really great piece of content, hopefully making a commission in some capacity and then warming them up and elevating them through our brand Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I love what you've done in the sense of like 
wherever their channel is, that's their ability of, of gaining profit. I think in any time I've looked at it, it's been like, I don't want to like give everyone profit of the entire company for yeah. all year long. Like that doesn't make sense. But like truly whatever your actual job is, is what you can own and what you can benefit from. And then having that like yeah. for three to five people, that's amazing. Oh, it's huge. And they have key metrics yeah. that they own. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. know them every time. If you say, what's your numbers? Yeah. They're like, it's blah, 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 yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So for her, it's traffic, rankings, and revenue. Those are her three numbers that yeah. she needs to own. And now that we're like going off the F and deep end with this, because we're like, oh my God, this could apply to our podcast and our social media and sponsored content and our event and blah, 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 and this and that. And you start spotting these different revenue arms inside your business that you were mm-hmm. just too busy or yeah. too in the weeds to even Mm -hmm. attack on your own. And so you bring in these power players and you incentivize them with profit share. And it's just like, they just show up in so much of a better capacity because they have no ceiling. They They can now make as much as they want. And it's not on you as the owner to Mm -hmm. keep trying to incentivize them. Like, please, Mm -hmm. what would make you happy? Like we're an explicit podcast. (laughs) It's fine. No, no, you're fine. Fuck that. Um, so good. Fuck that. <laughs> so for this particular kind of thing, I'm curious when you went to hire them, because we have, we did bring on one person at one point that was really meant to focus on sponsorship and podcast, yeah. like downloads and ads and all that stuff yeah okay well we did straight commission it didn't work at all and literally zero very poorly oh not so so did you do a base commission or a base salary plus commission or how did you structure that and did you bring them on as full-time employees at first so christina has a base salary and then she mm-hmm. gets 3% company profits. Our mm-hmm. messenger bot guy, sheer partnership. So 33%. Because no. no, at that level, I'm like, yeah. I'm not also yeah. going to pay <laughs> your right. retainer. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And then so our gotcha. review writer, okay. she gets paid a certain amount per review as well. Okay. So she gets $100 per review. And then also 25% of profit. And after she hits 20K... Then it goes up to 30. That makes sense. Okay. So they all have, other than our messenger bot guy, a base salary. Because he's a contractor. He's like not- He's not yours. Like we didn't hire him. He has his own business. Sure. Mm-hmm. as a messenger bot guy. And we make him referrals all the time. Like I'm constantly connecting mm-hmm. him to other people. Like I want his actually info. do want to make your messenger bot. <laughs> yeah. We'll connect after yeah. this because he is a, a star. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so yeah, but most people have a base salary and that's how we'll continue to build yeah. our team assuming it goes yeah. really well is people come in with like a very minimal salary mm-hmm. though. Like I'm not in our past like I remember it's so funny because our space is like marketing on uh-huh. crap, right? And it's so declarative. Like, no, this is how you do it. No, this is how you do it. And if you don't do it this way, you're yeah. doing it wrong. And, blah, 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 blah. and all these people think they need to have integrators and all this nonsense. <laughs> and I remember we got caught up in that because we just didn't know any better. You don't know what you don't yeah. know. Right? Right. And so we hired this integrator and we're like, what do you need oh my to make God, in yes. order to like the worst ask that. <laughs> question to ask ever? That's the worst question mm-hmm. to ask ever because one, 
They're just like, I need to make $72,000 yeah. a year, which is what exactly what she told us. And we're like, well, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's, so nowhere, <laughs> there's nowhere for her to work up to. It was just like, right. okay, that's what you cost. I guess so. But then mm-hmm. she would be like, oh, I'm off this weekend. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Or I'm taking a long weekend. I'm going to Boston. I'd be like, what? It was so frustrating. But don't you feel like relief that you have perspective around it now? Now you know oh, what yeah. not to do. Now <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, I'm so happy I made those mistakes because it taught me well, what not to do. Yeah. So I'm curious like how you feel like... I mean, it seems like in your instance, they maybe fell in your lap a little bit. But like if someone were to go out and say, I want to bring someone on for a growth role. I don't have a ton of money right now. Yeah. So it has to be someone a little scrappy who sees the potential. Yeah. How do you go out and find scrappy people? Because I feel like most of the people- I think we have one scrappy person on our team. You think? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully the others aren't listening to this. trying to figure out who I'm thinking of I, normally I can read her mind and I know exactly what's happening <laughs> see I always worry about talking about our team because then they psychoanalyze themselves and like no try to figure out what's going have on have fun with this guy <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna what's get your question though actual, your actual question <laughs> oh my actual question is like if you were to go out and search for this person mm-hmm. or like attract this person to mm-hmm. you how would you find that so you're right i they did just come to me i'm a big believer in intention though like i yeah. put that intention out and i had zero attachment to when those people came into our world i'm sorry gotcha. I have, like the craziest light i know you but we just knew that this is a role we wanted and that the person that was meant to fill it would find us. And I wasn't attached to the when and they showed up like that. Nice. That's also how Christina came into our world. We were like, we really want a number two again, but like, I don't want to find someone on Upwork. Like, how do you, like in your head, she came to us within a month and she was in her job and she just said, I've been following you guys for a long time. I love what you do. I would love to volunteer for free. And I was like, no, people don't value free. Absolutely not. You're not going to work for free, but we'll start you on a really low trial a few hours a week and see what happens there. I'm a big believer in reaching out to your community. I used to think that having entrepreneurs on your team was not a good idea because they always wanted to go out and build their thing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I love the idea of having entrepreneurs, people who want the quote unquote, security of a job, but are motivated by performance. Yep. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah. Now, you'll be able to tell that real quick. Yep. Because if you say to someone, this is the base salary and you are in charge of making the rest of your cash, mm-hmm. most of the people are going to be like, nope. <laughs> but there's those few gems who are like, hell yeah. yes, yeah. I want this. Especially if you can show them what the trajectory of that role and the opportunities and the potential of that role is. And you can paint that picture for them. And you can say like, I'm here yeah. to support you but you are in charge of this. You own that. So the way I do that is, I mean, we just shot a podcast episode on it. And we said in that episode, like, we're looking, the next one we want is our podcast person. If that's you, and this sounds like something you'd be down with, and you know, you are motivated through performance, Mm -hmm. like hit us up. I would also put it on social media. I would also ask your other entrepreneur friends, do you know anyone who's looking for blah, blah, blah. I've also floated it to all of our team, if you guys know someone who would be motivated by this kind of role, link us up with them. So I just start putting it out there to everyone. But I think Facebook groups is a great place to start. I mean, Upwork could be good, but it's hard. I don't know. There's There's a lot of garbage garbage, on there too. But just through connections, like sometimes people lose roles in their company for their team and they want to hook them up with new roles, right? Like I've done Mm -hmm. that for people on our team. Like we don't have a space for you anymore, but I have a buddy who's looking for this. Yeah. Do you want an intro? When you're looking at the big picture, I know, I know it's so new, but how have you seen Mm. it change the dynamic of your team? Like 
are you seeing profits increase already? Do you feel like it's been worth it? And how are you managing them? Okay, so one full transparency, Josh manages all of them. (laughs) I am very aware of my strengths and it is not ops. It is not managing. Mm -hmm. And so I stay out of his lane. He is really good at it. He does it all within Workflowy. He has RPM meetings. This might be helpful as well. RPM meetings, this is a very Tony Robbins format, but it's results, purpose, map. Mm. So that is what you cover in your meeting. So what is the result we're after? For our our review writer, her goal Mm. is to be able to buy a house. We're big believers in having a goal with a why behind it because empty goals are just meaningless and you'll just eject from them if they don't mean something to you. And so we wanted to get clear for her, what is a big why for you? Or like, what is a big goal for you? Let us help you achieve that inside that role. So we come to the meeting or they come to the meeting and they have, what is the result we're after for this role right now? Because it's so new, it's to get to that first 20K so she can bump up in profit share. So that's the result we're after. What's the purpose? Like, why do we want to do that? Because it brings traffic, because it increases our rankings, because it generates revenue, because it helps you hit your goal. Now, what's the map? How are we going to get there? How are we going to get to that first 20K? Okay, great. We're going to have to identify really great products that have a lot of search traffic, but low competition. Decent commissions. We're going to have to write the review, of course. And then we're going to have to build links to that page so it ranks. Those are like the four key steps in the map that help you Mm -hmm, achieve mm -hmm. the result. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how Josh is running pretty much all of these particular roles. Now, because it is so new, she's just getting started with this. But this is something that we've never experienced in that when she first said yes to it, she came with this full outline of like, here's all the things I've noticed that are currently going on with your site. Here's a lot of opportunities I found. Here's some programs that I could take Mm -hmm. to increase my knowledge around SEO. Here are some great products that have low search competition and high search traffic. Like she came so prepped before the role even kicked off because she's motivated by this performance. Right. And so it's just the way they show up, their effort is unlike anything I've seen on our team before. Are you guys the ones establishing every step of that map or are you letting it be fluid that if they have done their own research or like bring ideas to the table that it changes? It is most certainly collaborative. I feel like the biggest mistake we made in the past was constantly telling them what they had to do and being the bottleneck for decisions. Yeah. So we created a dependent team because they Mm -hmm. always had to come to us for the final say. Final. And now Josh is like, no, you make this call because this is your role and you want to make the money. So what do you think the best way is? He has this process called training wheels and I could break this down, but it's from clockwork. Mm -hmm. It's actually Adrian Mm -hmm. Dorison's process. And she's such a good girlfriend of mine, but she is the smartest chick I know. She is so Mm -hmm. freaking smart. I am going to butcher this because again, it's not my side of things, but here's how it works. Training wheels is when you're bringing someone on in a new capacity and they run into a roadblock. The training wheel process is they state what the roadblock is in Workflowy or Slack or whatever you use. Then they say the information they do have, suggested actions, and where they're feeling stumped. So it's not like they're Mm. constantly coming to you with questions and having you make decisions for them. They Mm -hmm. are doing research and suggesting potential actions. And then you come in as the 
final decision maker as the leader and you say, what do you think is the best move here? And mm-hmm. here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. Yeah. We had a, a situation come up and I'll, I'll do my best to not give too many details, but we had someone <laughs> purchase our course on Evergreen and then we have a very strict refund policy and they sent in a reason outside of the typical refund policy where they felt like they needed their money back. And this this just screamed like fishy to me. Like it was Mm -hmm. a little too much detail in such a short amount of time. I was like, I think they're just trying to get around the refund policy, but what would be great in that situation, she was like, do we give a refund? I was like, well, did you dig in to see like how much of the course they consumed when they actually bought it? all this other information, like, I know we can't for sure know if people are lying to us or not, but like, we can do some investigative research to get some idea on if someone's Mm -hmm. trying to dupe us or if there's like a genuine thing going on. Because we have absolutely Mm -hmm. had people lose jobs, uh, like change housing situations, like go through crazy Mm -hmm. trauma in a like a very short window of time. But in general, like that's very Mm -hmm. few and far between. And and I also think you just let people off the hook when they show up in that capacity and they don't take ownership for their own decisions or their own circumstances. Right. You do them a disservice. It's I'm sure I'm going to get some hate around that because people are going to be like, you don't know my situation. (laughs) No, I don't. But I know you're in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And I certainly know you're in control of it and you're responsible for all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I think when we let people off the hook too easily, it's, yeah. it does them a disservice. Right. 100%. Well, 100% agree. And I think just relating back to your training wheel situation, I think instead of her just saying, do we give refunds in this scenario, it would have been much better if she had reported it in that format and we could have mm-hmm. had a mm-hmm. quicker next step. Here's how much course content they've gone through. Here's how much yeah. time has been since they purchased. Here's what the refund states. Here's blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm all for compassion in extenuating circumstances. Oh, yeah. Of course. We're not yeah. here to be dickheads. But it's just like, no. this is just a thing that happens online a lot. People buy courses and then they're like, yep. nah, JK. You know, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I've gone through 20% and now I want a refund. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Meetings, structure, hiring on who, I know you said you have like a thousand different opportunities that have sparked up now, or at least ideas of where you could like fill. Well, like what's next? What positions? Podcast. I know podcast is yeah. next for you. Have you figured out how to make your customer service person a growth mm. opportunity person? No, because now caveat, we have none mm-hmm. of our own products. Mm, yeah, because right? we're fully affiliated. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. So you're not necessarily in charge of saving or failed payments. Like that's mostly on the yeah. other company. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm not in charge of recouping any of that at the moment. Mm-hmm. When we start a new program next year called Shift, like that will change. You know, I will have to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Josh will have Someone. to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing though. But recouping. Yeah. I think that like saving, turning around refund requests, turning around cancellation requests, that was Mm -hmm. one of our metrics that we put our customer service person in charge of when we had our membership. She was in charge of turning around cancellation requests and she had to be crafty in how she did that. So getting on the phone with them and saying like, where are you feeling stumped? If it's a time issue, 
Let me help you identify the key lessons that would help you move the needle and get results. Because really people are only requesting refunds when they're not getting results. And typically that comes down to them sabotaging themselves or having crappy beliefs that make them take crappy actions and Mm -hmm. get crappy results. So just having a conversation with those people and understanding where are you currently at and like, how can we help you get results? That was Mm -hmm. always a big focus of ours when we had our membership site. Yeah. I feel like that this, it just makes you start thinking about all the holes and all the places you're like currently slowly bleeding. So many. (laughs) I think it can be overwhelming for people to start. So when you decided, you know, enough was enough, we're going to like strip it down to bare bones and we're, I mean, you didn't totally start over because you had an established brand. Like you weren't scrapping the fact that you had an established yeah. online persona. But like... Yeah, like a name pretty much, but we shut our free group. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You shut down the back end. So like, how do you decide where to like cut and start over and clean up? Because I feel like when it's all over the place, it can feel like you're just... Because whenever I feel like this, I want to burn everything yeah. down. Yeah. You're certainly not alone there. The minute we came out with the fact that we were shutting down pretty much every piece of our business that no longer served us, so many people reached out was like, I feel like I hate my business. But you can change that, right? And so we just needed to be really intentional. What do we want to create? So many people are really good at identifying what they don't want. But a lot of people don't take the time to identify what they do want. Mm And so we had to really do that work. What do we actually want? Well, we want a a really light, easy, aligned, and like ease, E-A-S-E-Y, easy, not overwhelming and not stressful business that was monetized through affiliate marketing. So we did not have to deal with a lot of the customer service stuff because it gave us headaches and we just didn't Mm -hmm. want to deal with it for a while. Mm -hmm. And so we scrapped everything and we rebuilt. What is one thing that works really well for us? Our podcast. Cool. Let's increase the frequency of that because we have our time back. What's another thing that we're really good at? Video. Cool. Let's layer that into our podcast shoot. So now we have podcasts and video. What's another thing we're really good at? Blah, blah, blah. You know, doing interviews, like getting out there more. And we just started slowly layering in. Mm -hmm. And then we started identifying who do we want to promote? Like who do we really believe in? And what can we do to create baller free experiences for people to create launch runways to make sure our promotions are badass. And so that's where we started, just identifying what we truly wanted. One thing we really, really, really wanted was to give people a really great free experience with us so that they we could target cold traffic and not have a bunch of trolls come in and be like, fuck you. So we were like, how can we create? (laughs) You're ugly. (laughs) Yeah. All the (laughs) lovely things people say. And so we got really intentional around that. What are some free experiences we could create that would knock people's Mm -hmm. socks off? Mm -hmm. So yes, we shut down all our free Facebook groups, but we did more pop-up groups this year than ever before because now we have our time back and we're good community builders. It's something we really, really like. We just didn't like the 24-7 nature of it. So we identified what we didn't want. We don't want a 24-7 group. What do we want? We want pop-up groups that are purposeful, intentional, and finite. So we can come in, 
knock people's socks off Do and bounce day. once they're over, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you just start by identifying what makes me happy in my mm-hmm. business. Like, what do I actually want to do mm-hmm. yeah. in my business? And if you need to take a step back and cut some things out and trim and prune, that's what you need to do. I think a lot of people think that, oh my God, that's so reckless or you're being reactive. But what happens if that little whisper inside of you is fucking screaming yeah. for a change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you just going to ignore it because it seems mm-hmm. reckless, quote unquote, or like you don't have your shit together? Mm-hmm. We're allowed to change our minds. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to build a business that matters to us. And truthfully, when you do build that kind of business, it matters to your audience more. so much more. Yeah. It makes so much more of a dent in their lives because you are truly walking your talk yeah. at that point and you're doing stuff that lights you up. And I feel like when you really get into that zone, magic can seriously flood into your business faster mm-hmm. than you realize. Mm-hmm. Like we made all of 2018's yeah, revenue in six weeks. Yeah, what? That's amazing. Because first off, mm-hmm. did not expect it. For sure. <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> but also we flatlined ourselves this year because like, oh, have all the time. Mm-hmm. Let's pack it mm-hmm. with as much as we could do. And we did five back-to-back promos. And by the end of it, I was a puddle oh, yes. of Talk introversion to me for six on the years. floor. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> I had peopled so hard that by the end of it, I was like, not doing mm-hmm. things anymore, mm-hmm. not saying words. But it was mm-hmm. it was exciting and we loved it and we got to serve and show up and make a lot of money. And so now we get to come yeah. into a new decade, right? Like if you're feeling stuck in your business or if you feel like you quote unquote haven't gotten it right mm-hmm. yet or you should be further along, you're about to go into a fresh start. Like I keep saying, <laughs> it's the roaring 20s. <laughs> We've got it. <laughs> it's time for magic. Now you can really sit with yourself and figure out yeah. what do I actually want this next decade to look like for my business? And what are some intentional actions I can take to make that a reality versus sitting in the what I don't want Mm -hmm. and stewing in that, which just perpetuates more of what you don't want. want. (laughs) Yep. This episode couldn't be more timely because we're having a giant planning session in two days. So I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so excited for ours. I'm so Isn't excited. Isn't it for the ours. best? Planning's my favorite. Although it's <laughs> really easy favorite. to get stuck in planning and not implement. I don't think that's necessarily our issue, but I do no. see it a lot for we our students. Very much enjoy planning, but then we get to work. <laughs> yeah. And I think with your students, like I've seen that as well. Like I'm currently doing one of our bonus experiences for our BBD promo. And it's really easy for people to get overwhelmed because there's a lot of comparison going on. But I think if you realize, if you help your students or your clients or customers or whatever in general, audience members, identify what the thoughts they're thinking about what they're doing so that they can identify the feelings they're actually having and what that truly means, not what they are interpreting or assigning a meaning to, then you help them take even bigger action. Not bigger, better. Better action. Yeah so that they get better results mm-hmm. and they feel confident. But really, confidence in business, I think, is keeping promises to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it starts. Well, before we jump into talk strategy to me, I think we're going to have like a science corner for a second here because I've been reading this <laughs> book and I think it very much touches on what you're saying, especially when we're having all this mindset junk going around. So your mind are your 
What's the book oh, first? What's the, tell me. I will have to tell you later. Okay. Uh, it's it's very it's really good. Though. It's really science focused, and it's more about changing your habits and changing who you are as a person by first changing your thoughts. Because what is it breaking the habit mm-hmm. of being yourself? Maybe okay. no, it might be by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. <laughs> it's the best. Okay. I listened to that like four times back to back last year because I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's so crazy because your thoughts are producing chemicals in your brain, which is releasing to your body and your feelings are in of your body. And they're based on the chemical reaction happening in your head. And so if that like there's this like flow between the two and we can become addicted to our poor thoughts because we become chemically dependent in our body to produce negative feelings which i could like get on a bodies are weird but it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) we have the power (laughs) to change our feelings by first changing our thoughts but we do have to like break the bad habits and the addiction to those the codependency of when I first heard him talk about that I was just like did the heavens just part like now I because it gives you control right because have you ever noticed when you're in a really good mood Mm -hmm. you'll get a thought that prompts some sort of anxiety or like something in the future or something in the past Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god how could that ever happen or what if this doesn't happen that is your body going Mm -hmm. for that hit of those chemicals to make you feel like shit again the minute Mm -hmm. you know that it's like you take your power back Mm -hmm. and i say to myself out loud like a weirdo cancel i'm like nah cancel I'm not Cancel. thinking that because I do I it like all the that. time. Yeah. Cause those thoughts yes. come up all Are the all time. The yeah. Time. Yep. Yep. I love well, that. You want another <laughs> okay, book that well, I can yes. give you? Abby? Yes, oh of course. God. It's called, I'm on my fifth read of it this year. It's a life shaker. It's called a happy pocket full of money. Oh, okay. Ooh. It's like, Dr. Joey D. I'm sure if he ever listened to that, he'd be like, I hate that girl. But Joe Dispenza. (laughs) Dr. Joey D. It's like the more simplified, easy to understand version of how to create your best life. Yeah. It's so good. It's a mind bender though. Because this other one, I I mean, I probably spent a whole morning on one chapter because it's like so intense. Just taking it in. Well, and are you reading it? Actually, like reading reading it only because there's so many illustrations on like how it all works. Like I, I love, I'm a, well, no, but I'm a visual <laughs> learner. And so it's like when it's talking yeah. about the body systems or like how it's all interconnected, it was important yeah. to me th- for that. But I almost yeah. think like, where's the brain again? <laughs> well, to, no, okay, I think, I think I might listen to it and then just like flip through it occasionally and look at some of the illustrations. Yeah. My yeah. mom is actually, I had to listen to it. So really yeah. your mom told you My about mom it? mom is a total geek and uh, (laughs) I gave that to my mom and she was like, that was the most boring book I've ever read. And I was like, well, there it goes. There it goes. Breaking the habit of being yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We're not friends. Yeah. My mom would turn everything into woo though. She, well, but it could, could, it's a science book that could easily translate for sure. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Read All a right. happy Abby, pocket full of money. In. You'll love it. We will. We'll add that to our list. Abby, take us into talk strategy to me. Yeah. So tell me like three to five action steps. If we wanted to, I'm not just us, but if anyone listening had a desire. Just us. What do we need to do <laughs> to fix our business? Had a desire to <laughs> make their next hire be for a growth role. What are three to five things they need to do to properly onboard a person? Yeah, sweet. So one, absolutely identify how revenue is going to be generated through that role. That's step number one. So identifying how revenue can be made. Two, what are the numbers they are responsible for? Or the outcomes. Doesn't even have Mm -hmm. to be a number. I'm just using like, for example, for us with this podcast person we're looking for, their numbers will be downloads, reviews, and revenue sponsorships, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the key metrics that that person will be in charge of so that when on your team meetings, you're like, what's your numbers? And they're like, and they're like, how's it going? And they're like, like, it's just, that's their thing. They own it. I'm busy. Yeah. So one, identify how is this role going to make money? Two, what are the key metrics or performance indicators that they need to be in charge of? Three, How do we find that person, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to hit up Facebook groups? Are you going to reach out to your community? Are you going to reach out to other entrepreneurial buddies and see if they might know someone? You could always, I mean, this is a bit more high level if you have the kind of revenue to go for. I haven't even thought of it yet, but I've heard other people do it through recruiters. Outside of that, of course, there's job placement sites. What's the, what's the, Indeed. Indeed is one. Honestly, we found our, the integrator I was talking about before, we found her on Craigslist, which fuck? sounds crazy, but it works. She's going to um, murder you A lot you of people are sleep. looking for jobs. <laughs> Careful. <sighs> so far, that didn't happen, thankfully. <laughs> so then we start finding that person. And then four, have a rigorous interview process and find out, are they motivated by performance or are yeah. they looking for a salary? That's such a biggie. Because the people who are just motivated by a salary, like you do not want them on your team in a growth role because they are not going to do what it takes to accelerate the growth of that revenue arm. So someone who is motivated by performance. And then five, also finding out about their life. Like what's important to them? Yeah. Like what makes them happy? What's going on in their life right now? What are their values? And what matters to them in a role is a, such a key thing. And then four, I guess I'm on six, sorry, but you could combine four and five. Let's pretend we combine four and five. And then five would be really taking the time to train them. Mm-hmm. I think, and this yeah. is a mistake we've made in our past was we're like, we're so in the weeds when we okay, were hiring. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Just do it. Like, yeah. I don't know, just you handle it. Cause this is your role now. Mm-hmm. And we just abdicated mm-hmm. all responsibility. Yeah. So knowing that as the owner, as the CEO, you are responsible for the people you hire and their output and what they are responsible for. Like you have to hold that accountability and you have to be there as the leader of your company to train them, onboard them, answer their questions and make sure that they feel like they are qualified and able to perform at the level Mm -hmm. you're expecting. And I think also communicating your expectations as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. I loved this episode. I'm yes, this is definitely what I'm gonna be listening back for our own business and our own steps that we're taking. Thank you so much. Can you let everyone know where they can learn more from you or hang out with you if you're online at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm kidding. Screw the <laughs> screw the nine to five dot com all spelt out, no numbers. Same on IG at screw the nine to five. Or if you want to listen to our podcast, it's the screw show.com, which sounds 
It sounds like porn. I promise you it's not. It's business. <laughs> but thescrewshow.com is like our hub for our podcast. Jill, thank you so much for being on again. I Thanks, love, ladies. love, love your brain so much. This was so fun. Thanks. I'm so glad we got to jam again. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.